0: You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. You went to Italy and Greece. What did you eat?
1: Uh McDonald's every day for lunch. <laughs>
0: And we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. It's Travis Cura and Brazilian Ty. Ty, for me, it was a performance review day at work. And uh, I'm proud to report I still have a job. So... For now. <laughs> I figured I'd go over some reviews uh, that show up on Apple Podcasts. These are... Okay, I'll read one negative one. One negative one. There's
1: only, how many are there to choose from?
0: <laughs> this one came from Jamie T. in the fall. What can I say about this show that hasn't already been said? Two smart, knowledgeable hosts. One's great. The other's kind of a... <laughs> uh, they play off each other well to create an entertaining hour of CFL content. So, which one is great and which one... I can't <laughs> believe that
1: he just straight up called you a <laughs> <laughs>
0: And then Mama Harps wrote, My favorite podcast without a doubt. With the perfect combination of laughs, back-and-forth banter, team news, and their thoughtful views on the great game of Canadian football, Travis and Ty deliver each and every episode. Congratulations on 300. Looking forward to the next 300 and more. Do you have another 300 in you, Ty?
1: Not if we're doing 5.30 a.m. records. (laughs) I'm gonna be honest with you, that's a grind.
0: <laughs> I dug into the archives from this one for from Jeffrey James Smith. Some advice to the hosts: You're not that funny. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: news for you: We're freaking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are my favorite go, kinds. Go, you can- go listen.
0: You don't want anything that's funny. Whoa. Whoa. We should have a segment on the show where we read their inner or their reviews.
1: <laughs> NSFW. With Pod
0: Power, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, the Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a Pod Power shout out to Overdue Fines. They're an Edmonton Public Library podcast where Bryce Crittenden and Carolyn Land host conversations about books, movies, music pop culture and other interesting news about Edmonton it's a great way to learn more about what's happening at EPL and about how you can use your library card to access all of EPL's in-person and online services to listen and find out more about overdue fines, head to EPL.ca slash podcast
1: in the huddle with Karan Tai on the Two and out podcast Alright,
0: let's start with what's happening in Ottawa here uh, Are you going to be okay, Ty? Pittsburgh Steelers legend Now, Ottawa Red Blacks legend first, Dirk
1: Hodges First ballot Hall of, hall of Famer <laughs> He's retired Well, that just means my jersey is going to be
0: worth way more Oh, it's going to be worth Like In the double tens. digits It's going to be worth tens of dollars <laughs> Maybe a few dozen oh. uh, Seriously though There's some big changes At least proposed to be happening At Lansdown They're calling it Lansdown 2.0 I might argue is, is This might be about 3.0 3, three, 0, three 4, now. 5 <laughs> They're proposing A $330 million Facelift uh, OSAG is. It looks like they want to tear down and replace the north side stands at TD Place Stadium, and further redevelop Lansdowne Park. This is a this is a big deal because the 67s play there. The arena I think is under the north side. I was mm-hmm. only there once uh, for the uh, 105th Grey Cup, but I will say I saw April Wine and Trooper in the arena. So.
1: The game is secondary at that point.
0: Yeah. I mean, what are we talking about? Sign of the Gypsy Queen? Forget about <laughs> it.
1: That song doesn't get you fired up, nothing will.
0: Actually, we could probably, we should have an April Wine podcast. I don't know if Miles Goodwin knows much about football, but
1: uh, oh. should it? It still be, should still be unreal. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to get Andrew on, though, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Couple of April Wine aficionados in the Canadian Football Podcast Network. <laughs> that just shows you the demographic. <laughs> hey, we're we're uh, we're old souls, I would say. Not saying Andrew's old, but we're old souls, if man. I,
1: if I had one for sure.
0: The gold, the golden age of Canadian rock and roll was uh, at that time. Hmm. But Man, they held no uh, punches here. They're calling the north side stands functionally, functionally obsolete.
1: <laughs> I thought you were when you started with functional. I thought you were going somewhere else. <laughs> so this this is a big deal.
0: I don't know how they're going to pull this off. Uh, I, I it doesn't sound like I don't know. It looks like a big job. I don't know if they'd be able to do this in a single. Uh, off season? oh no because they say the north stadium uh, stands uh, to begin december of 2024 and completed may of
1: 2027
0: man going to games for those few seasons might be a bit of a mess
1: <laughs> yeah I, I like i mean how many seats are they gonna have to yeah you know, block off for for the season like i mean your construction season is only so long um, I, know, I know, you know, commercial construction is still going through the winter. Probably don't get as much done, but uh, yeah, I just are they going to lose seats for those seasons? Are those yeah. seats season seats? Or like, how are you? How are they going to work this? I don't know what the plan is. Uh, do they bring in temps maybe, and, and maybe mm-hmm. cover for those three seasons? But it, like, like you said, though they're, they're functionally obsolete, and that was their words. Uh, I, I think this has been an issue for a couple of years where the north side. Uh, let, let's get one thing straight The fact that this field runs east-west is <laughs> wrong um, That's besides the point But, you know, th- that has been an issue and it needs to be addressed And it's going to take some time to do it, obviously And it's going to take a lot of money uh, But if they want to have a stadium that is going to be functional for their fans And, and a new arena, uh, th- they've got to get it done yeah,
0: and hopefully this will – I've talked to some people from Ottawa, and it doesn't help that the team has struggled over the past couple of years, but the, the shiny new toy that were the Red Blacks may have cooled off a little bit, and, and they've kind of told me – and this, these are just anecdotes from fans that say, you know, Lads Down, it's, there's not much going on there unless the game's going on. It's yeah. not like – It's not the East District. Right, right. Right, and uh, it does look like they're going to be installing big, giant condos and things like that. Hopefully, it'll get more people living in the area, recreating mm-hmm. in the area, and keeping up that nice image. Because I think the rest of the people in Canada, as far as CFL fans go, for a while, a little bit envious of what Ottawa had. It looked like they had a great atmosphere there.
1: Great atmosphere. It looked like everybody was having fun. Uh, you know, th- After that first year, the team was winning. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, part of it. Which which I mean that covers up a lot of a lot of uh scars and issues, right? So uh, Yeah. But I think, you know, if they if they're able to like you said build more condos and, and attract more people down there, even when it's not a game day and have kind of like an ice district in Edmonton, uh, you know, some not so much. I mean, you can tailgate in Calgary and Edmonton uh at the at at the football games. I don't know what it is like at the other ones. As much I know, Regina, it's I don't know what the hell they do there anymore, other than Wayne's World. But you know, create create that atmosphere on a game day, especially. But then like when there's not a game there, when there's not a game day, at least there's still people around, and and you know you can open up you know bars, restaurants, and everything around that area, and more, and and will be more sustainable because there'll be more people there if you have somewhat of a community or a neighborhood around it
0: and tailgating part of the problem is our laws in Canada and i i don't i hesitate to call it a problem it's <laughs> it's an um, obstacle yeah it is because uh, i think the best tailgates are the the grassroots ones because if you go to the organized corporate ones you're paying 12 bucks a beer or whatever yeah. and it's just, it's fun but it's not the it's not the same way but
1: that's, if, that's not
0: my scene yeah, if some of those obstacles would be cleared in the next few years, I think that would go a long way as well. Going to Montreal, a few hours away from Ottawa here. They've unveiled some new helmets for the upcoming season. Instead of the, you know, the Owls logo on top of the helmet, they're going back to the classic football style, a smaller logo on each side of the helmet, white pin striping. I think
1: it looks sharp. I, I did like the... Uh, I appreciated the thought that went into the helmet they had. I did too. So with the M, and then if you looked at, like, depending on which, side, which way you looked at it from. Um, I do like the classic look, though, with that pinstripe, yeah. with the pinstriping down the middle and the smaller logos. Um, you know, and I don't know if that rule will have to be, if, or what right. they're going to do with that, because right now you can only use one helmet, Uh But if that gets changed, I don't know if that's part of the plan going forward at some point or not. But, I mean, if we can have, you know, if you can have two or three helmets, and not even just the helmet, but, I mean, that gives you a whole new jersey uh, and pant combo, like just, you know, especially like riders in Winnipeg on Labor Day, they want to wear, you know, a retro jersey they can and not have, you know, a contemporary helmet.
0: I do also wonder... If they would have uh, kept the old helmet but put the white border around the M, if that would have looked good too. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I just think it both they both look cool uh, yeah. either way. Kind of a win-win for
1: the Alouettes there. Yeah, I, I mean the their jersey change and kind of the color scheme change, going away from that purple, silver and and blue, and going to this dark navy blue with the red and white. I think is just so much better. And it's just it just it looks. It, they probably have. I would say almost probably the best jersey in the league right now in my, like for my tastes and everything. And I mean the helmet, it doesn't take away from it, you know, the changes that they made. So that's, that's nice too. I'm just, you know, I, I really appreciate the, the nuances in the old helmet.
0: Now, as we're recording, it does appear that the bombers are going to be unveiling a third uniform. Um, and I, I think we're probably going to see that with several teams. Uh, I mean, the Elks, uh, releasing their updated look, their updated helmet as well. Um, new Era wanting to put their stamp on uh, the league because re- really they just took over from Adidas and slapped their logo on that yeah. stuff. So uh, we're, they're going to want to see what those look like. I'm looking forward to seeing those as well. We got word that Quincy Williams, uh, defensive lineman that played with the Bombers, won the Grey Cup there in 1990. Passed away at 61 years old. Too young, Uh, our thoughts go to his family and the fans and the bomber organization for that one. Do want to mention Touchdown Atlantic. Tickets went on sale earlier this week. There was only, I think, a 10,000-seat capacity, and they're all gone. And I think this is part of the design uh, by having the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in this game against the Toronto Argonauts. I'd be curious to see the numbers of people actually traveling from Saskatchewan to go to the game. Because there is this thought and this aura that, you know, three-quarters of Mosaic Stadium is from people that travel from outside the province and all over the country on Rider Game Day. But the numbers suggest it's actually a lot smaller than that. So I, I hope that there are more local tickets sold than what maybe it looks like on the outside because mm-hmm. that's that's probably the real barometer they're looking at yeah. getting a team there.
1: I mean, th- these 10,000 seats, if 8,000 of those are from rider fans, that's not proving anything other than that rider fans will travel. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't really give you uh, a foothold in that market. Market. That's what I'm looking for. It doesn't. It doesn't show a foothold. Like if you're only getting, you know, one fifth uh, of your tickets from there. If it's eight thousand locals and two thousand are traveling, then that's that's a huge that's a huge get.
0: It is. It is. And either way, even if it is mostly from people traveling from abroad, okay. hey, they can show that this game mm-hmm. can be a damn good time. Okay. Uh, there's some passionate fans of the CFL and. I think enthusiasm is contagious. So uh, hopefully they just put on a darn good event in Nova Scotia, and I'm looking forward to watching that one on TV either way. A lot of people are – they've been itching to travel anyway. <laughs> yeah. so, Not me. <laughs> give me a reason to leave and we'll go. I mean, the yeah. passport offices, you've never had your passport, but they're lined up. That's, the a, block. that's a blatant lie as I've been to oh. Italy and Greece. I didn't know that <laughs> in grade eleven. It wasn't a lie. It was misinformation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was alternative facts. <laughs> alternative facts. Uh, no, I like I told I like I told Kendall if you, if you guys want me to go to WrestleMania, somebody's somebody's filling out all the paperwork and doing all of the heavy lifting for my past. You went to Italy and Greece. What did you eat? Uh, McDonald's every day for lunch. <laughs> okay. Did they have the same menu as uh, Canadian McDonald's? They had nuggets. Okay, that's all you needed. Yeah, nuggets, fries, and a Coke. Um, And then whatever was for supper, I would just kind of deal with. (laughs) (laughs) And being part Italian, you would think I'd be fine. That was not fine. I I came home starving.
0: You lost 40 pounds by going to Italy, (laughs) which no one
1: could say. (laughs) Maybe that's what I need to do again. But like, every time you ordered meat, no matter what you ordered, they just gave you veal. So right. I wasn't complaining there. Yeah. And the pizza was good. But, like, yeah, I don't, don't want to eat cannoli and crap like that. Like, oh. Not my,
0: not oh. Cannoli. You're talking my language, man. Yeah, I didn't like it. Anything with pastry cream and butter and flour and all the different combinations, I'm in. I'm yeah. in. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> okay. Rule changes, they're here. I, I, I still think it's kind of been a genius strategy from the CFL over this offseason to say nothing and let people fight about nothing. <laughs> God bless Twitter. <laughs> oh, wow. So there's actually several changes here. None of them have to do with the downs. And I think most of them are actually pretty, pretty positive. Let's first talk about the hash marks. Uh, There's going to be a pretty big change here right now, or as of, you know, last season, 17 yards apart. But now they're coming into nine yards apart, and it's going to be 24 yards from, no, 28 yards from each sideline. So that's a pretty big change and from those hash marks, they're gonna have almost thirty yards to play with on either side. That's gonna be uh we'll see what
1: happens here. I, I'm still in the camp where it's still your wide side receiver is still out of the play. They're probably I don't And now think, now now your now your field side or your uh like your short side is it's further, which I don't understand how this is going to help offenses. Like The screen pass is going to be real hard now. That bubble screen. But I, I just see the defense is having a heyday on the outside.
0: There's still lots of space on either side uh, of the ball uh, or hash mark, I should yeah. say. Uh, we'll see what happens here. Some are saying, you know, I'm interested to see what happens to the wide side receiver. But it'll be interesting to see what happens on the short side as
1: well, because yeah. they've got more that, room to the sideline. But now that boundary side, that outside receiver on the boundary side is now further away. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, I mean, it's so that kind of levels the playing field that way between your two outside receivers. But I, I just don't see how it helps points. I don't, I don't know how it's going to help scoring points. Other. I think Derek Taylor even mentioned it. It's like 0.1 point per game. Like it, or maybe per drive. Like it's not going to add up to that much.
0: So I think in Regina, one of the stadiums off the top of my head, uh, Montreal will be another one, you know, sharing the field with the U sports team, two sets of hash marks. Mm -hmm. It happens in the States too. So yeah. uh, Yeah. yeah, That'll be, that'll be, but it'll be,
1: it'll be Bush league up here, but it's okay down there.
0: Yeah. (laughs) As with everything else,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Peyton Manning fumbles the first snap of the Super Bowl. Oh, it's fine. Henry Burris does it in the Grey Cup. Ah, Bush League garbage.
1: Hank for Shank.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there's going to be a different uh, starting position for offenses going forward Mm -hmm. here too. After a made field goal or single point, drives will start from the 40 instead of the 35. And teams kicking off for any reason will do from the 30 instead of the 35. So I guess giving the offense is a five-yard head start. Still not sure how much that will do either.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I think the only thing is, yeah, five-yard head start. But, I mean, you still have the same amount of distance to cover for for your cover teams and everything like that. There's are just going to be five yards further than what they would be. I don't see a huge advantage from that.
0: You do get, it looks like a bigger punishment if you give up the safety though. Mm -hmm. You're now kicking from your own 20.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's nuts. That is nuts. I don't know about that. Is that you're giving up nine points. You're giving up five for sure. Yeah. Well, maybe three if they miss, but (laughs) a real good chance you're giving up more points by taking that safety.
0: Maybe we see less of that. Uh, going on all no yards penalties are now going to be 15 Mm -hmm. yards which
1: which I don't like
0: which is major yeah Um, I I
1: get it I get it but there was something about the returner being aware enough to run up and catch that ball in the air and getting rewarded for it mm -hmm. well they still can yeah but now they don't have to
0: right that's true right now they don't have to yeah,
1: so maybe we don't, don't have. See you don't have it. to have high football IQ to be a Well, you do, but like those little plays that gain them extra ten yards. Yeah, yeah. Are gone. Now it's just, now it doesn't matter.
0: Special teams play it. Uh, they have a lot to look out for now, and you can't mm-hmm. let the ball bounce and the, the receiver touches it. You better make sure you're outside of that yeah. five yard window, which. Is so difficult for not only a defender, but also the officials. Like,
1: well, four actually, half yards. Yeah. Like, well, is it like the offside rule in football? Well, if your hand is offside, you're offside. Yeah. yeah. Or in soccer? Well, no, it is football. But, like, if a player is coming, like, if he gets blocked out and he's going from the side where there's no hash marks, how are you measuring five yards?
0: I, I guess that's always been. An issue, but now it means more because they're fifteen yeah. yarders when the ball is, you know, right? a returner like I, picking it up. So
1: I I and I, your brother had a great idea where the ball makes <laughs> a halo, but <laughs> like, are they are they all gonna have to wear trackers?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't envy Officials mm-hmm. that have to try to decide that. Yeah. It looks like any punt that sails out of bounds before it reaches an opponent's 15-yard line will be assigned a penalty. Uh, previously, it was the 20. The 20, yeah. So, so now they got to get it deep. They got to get it deep. Yeah. Uh, this is, I think, a minor change. Two quarterbacks will be allowed on the field now. I didn't even know that was a rule. I think they only did in Winnipeg when they had uh, Chris Strebler. Because they probably wanted to line him up as a back a few times, <laughs> yeah. but uh, but couldn't do it. It does look like the the eye in the sky, whatever we've called it, is going to have a little bit more power here to help on-field officials uh, without the coach's challenge or an mm-hmm. official's huddle, uh, possession rulings, boundary rulings administrative rules like a formation without an end or ineligible receivers they're going to be able to call down to the officials on the field to figure out that stuff
1: and and if and it should go quick and like those aren't rules that are oh we got away with one those aren't those type of rules holding is that type of rule. yeah 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 right this is stuff it's formation wise where you cannot deceive other teams like that so that that i i like and if they can just radio down be like hey, ends not closed you guys missed it throw the flag done deal move on this is people, will, people will complain though don't, oh 100 percent <laughs> a communications coordinator
0: from the officiating department mm-hmm. so this is this is designed to improve game flow how many times have we seen a coach call the ref over to the sideline so they
1: have a little bit of
0: a discussion the, to,
1: the uh, NFL does this in the playoffs there's an official on the sideline with each team. Sometimes you recognize them as an official from another crew, right? Right, and they are—they have the headset on, and they are relaying information to the coach about what that call was when they're. And and the officials will still come over. Like the on-field officials will still come over and talk to them. Yeah, but for the most part, that's gone, unless it's a challenge or something. Yeah. Uh, also, for game flow. Normally, if
0: there's a penalty that happens at the end of the quarter, no matter what quarter, uh, the play will continue. But now, at the end of the first or the third, it will be assigned at the start of the next quarter to keep things uh, going. Yeah. There, I can only see that being a bit of a thing when it comes to wind, right? Yeah, and sometimes that can be a big thing when it comes to kicks or
1: especially if you have if you have the wind. Yeah, and you're and you're driving, and you get that penalty, and you're on the 15 yard line, and the time's expired. Well, now you still have the win for that one last play to try to get in the end zone. Yeah, yeah, or but, you know, or if you want to just take if do or do whatever. But Now, now we're just gonna flip field. So I don't I don't like that because that penalty happened in the third quarter. It should still be in the third quarter.
0: And I guess. uh I should have read it because it says the non-offending team could still insist the penalty be imposed within the quarter if there's a clear advantage, such as hmm. wanting to keep the win. So they're keeping that into uh, into play there. Um, some other oh,
1: things. Don't we don't look like a couple of
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the moment. That was the moment. <laughs> introduction of a new objectionable conduct penalty for quarterbacks who fake giving themselves up by pretending to initiate a slide while carrying the football. Defenders uh, are going to love this. How many times does a quarterback you know. We saw
1: saw the quarterback for Pitt do it in a bowl game. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, that's so smart. It's so cool. It's like he broke like He's down. You can't fake giving yourself up. Once you've started, you're down. So the rule has always been there. They're just going to enforce it. more. Because what can a defender do? They're... You have to let him go. Yeah, I know. So but, so then what I said, well, if they're going to let that go, if I'm a defender, I'm taking that 15-yard penalty every time. Because so I'm drilling that guy into the ground to make mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. And if he's hurt, I just help my team and it only costs me 15 yards. You're probably going to get busted for targeting. Yeah. But but you're gonna get cut if the quarterback fools you four times in a game and runs for 30 yards. No, doubt. no, you're doubt. not gonna be playing. So six and one, half dozen the other. Automatic ejection of any player
0: guilty of two unnecessary roughness penalties or two objectionable conduct penalties. I I don't know. Those how have gotta often be depending happens, on what they
1: are. Yeah,
0: I don't know how often this happens, but. Saying uh, discourage the type of conduct that can threaten player safety and disrupt game mm-hmm. flow. So a lot of little things changing here, mm-hmm. but no downs, nothing, and no sucking a rash. Would, would a would a ratio thing come to play later, or if that was going to happen, would it be announced here?
1: I think it. it I think it'd still come later because we're. Seen the CFL post stuff about hey we're playing football next month. It's like, have you ratified a CBA yet?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Have you have you decided what the union rules and between or the rules are going to be between the union and the and the and the owners and, and the league? Like nothing's done yet until I see that. So th- that ratio could still come.
0: Yeah. So the ratio deal is probably one of the main things in. I think
1: I think it's probably a huge part of of the negotiations right now. And that's probably why we're not hearing anything, because they don't want it out there. Yeah, things have been really quiet. I, I see teams have been
0: uh, creating some pretty cool content, behind-the-scenes stuff that they're releasing. Interesting to note that it seems like the teams are kind of on their own on this. It's it's you know up to a, a young, creative mind in the team office to make this compelling content without, it, from my point of view, that much... Uh, support from the league office. And I I think the league office might be able to learn a thing or two from these people doing this work for the teams.
1: Or it might be the league office taking a step back and letting them
0: have a little more maybe
1: doing that because they realize, you know, they're, they're getting to the demographic that we've had issues getting to, especially on social media and stuff like that. Let them run with it. If, if, if there's something that happens that, you know, we don't want out there, then I'm sure the league would say something. And step I, think I, I think the league's kind of stepping back and letting them run, letting the teams individually run with it.
0: This episode of 2 and Out is brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose who to buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. Park Power's got low overhead, which in turn allows them to offer low competitive rates. Reach out for a no-obligations comparison by emailing estimates at parkpower.ca. If you do decide to switch, it's easy. It's really just a change to your billing, and you can feel good knowing you are helping to give back to our communities with your utilities bills. Learn more at parkpower.ca. All right, Ty. Over the next few days, here the NFL draft is taking place. It's going to be nice to see uh, where some of these Canadian players are going to land because it does seem like there's mm-hmm. at least going to be a few that are going to be drafted.
1: Uh, yeah, for sure. I think you know there's going to be ones that are they're going to get drafted. They're make impacts right away.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then. We've got the CFL draft on Tuesday, and like you said, there is football next month, and next month starts on Sunday. <laughs> <So> <laughs> and I think our first preseason game is actually May Long weekend between the Riders and the Bombers in Regina. That one I'll looks, be super sober for that. That
1: one looks to me like a bit of an experiment to see. What a terrible decision that is. Because either one or two things are going to happen. It's going to be a gong show. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> because people have been in their house for six months, or nobody's going to be there.
0: And maybe that's why they put it on the Monday to kind of control. Well, and it is a preseason yeah. game as well. We, I mean, got to yeah,
1: everybody be coming home and like. Eh. I think
0: they got to realize that
1: nobody, nobody is staying home from the lake to go to a preseason game. I don't think so. I, Would I don't you? think so. We're season ticket holders. Would you even contemplate it?
0: Well, I already sold my uh, ticket for that one. <laughs> so I guess that answers it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've got my campsite booked. Yeah. Uh, so. My- one of our best friends is moving on May long, so that's convenient. No. Yeah. Have you been I'm- recruited? I mean, they're paying me a beer. <laughs> hey, it's not a wedding. It's not a wedding, and they're moving on the Monday, so it's fine. I can oh, still go. Okay. I can still go black out at the lake through been...
0: <laughs> So I guess we'll be back on Monday, uh, talking about the draft. See how that goes. Monday. Yeah.
1: Isn't the draft Tuesday? Well, we got to preview of the draft. You do realize the golf course is open tomorrow. Have fun. You got a lot of work to do.
0: (laughs) Rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. We'll be more regular. Thanks to help from Metamucil with our episode. (laughs) I saw where that was going from a mile away. We'll be more regular with our episodes because we got no choice. Football is only a few weeks away. Uh, we'll talk to you next week to talk about the draft.
1: Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at ZF Pod Network on Twitter.